Hey everybody, just some quick housekeeping. Sorry, we're a little late getting this one out. It's been a couple of crazy weeks, and uh, with this week we are talking about Angel Heart from 1987. I don't know if we should have to put a spoiler warning on a 35-year-old movie, but uh, this is a good one, and there are twists everywhere. So if you're going to watch it, uh, just pause it for a minute, go watch the movie, and, uh, and then come back and uh, hang out with us afterwards. Thanks, guys. Bye. Hello, welcome to Forbidden Cinema. Hey, I'm Zach. I'm Jenny, and we watch movies that woulda, shoulda, coulda been forbidden and off limits when we were kids. And this one shoulda. Yeah, for sure. So I'm sure if anyone was aware, which I don't even know, we watched Angel Heart. If you're aware, you know. <laughs> so welcome to 2022, the beginning of spooky season. Yes. We're going to do a, a run on spooky movies here. And this one lived up, I guess, spoiler alert from, I don't know if we can go any farther. There's huge twists in this movie. And Very. so it's I, a twist. Go stop this podcast right now. You think they should watch it, babe? I think you should. It's a great movie. Um, It's kind of set in the 50s it's a it's a noir it's in new york it's in new orleans we've got all the things so i enjoyed it i mean if you don't like it it's a little gross it's a little bloody but you know and there's there's definitely chickens if you have a problem with chickens <laughs> then this might not be for you uh, yeah 100 percent. this one gets my thumbs up like go go see this movie and then so and if then you want it back. yeah if you want a full enjoyment of of watching it and and learning it all for yourself watch it then come back and you can shout at us while we're discussing discussing it because i guessed it earlier than i really wanted to yeah and i think that's just our our growing up well i will say that i guessed it earlier but then it was a little different than i thought i still guessed that earlier too okay then the the actual reveal but it, it it was a little bit of a different twist than i thought I mean, we grew up with Devil Made Me Do It was kind of part of whatever. And also, I've seen Memento. <laughs> and Devil Went Down to Georgia. <laughs> I do have written later, the Devil, Devil Went Down to New Orleans. <laughs> Looking for a soul to steal. <laughs> so, 1987, Mickey Rourke in Angel Heart. I almost said Angel Fist. That's a right. way different I don't know. Movie. I immediately wanted to, to start singing Girls Just Want to Have Fun. I don't know if I affiliate that with 1987, like set the tone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not sure where that was coming from. That would not fit in this movie. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah, no, I made the same note. Like it felt like there was not that many real, real characters in this and everybody got a little special little like in the, in the title cards. Yeah, Mickey Rourke in... Special appearance by Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. Welcome to the podcast. Yes, that's true. We How haven't have we had, gotten. I don't 60, know. Is this 69 episodes? 69, uh, dudes. <laughs> We've talked about him, but we haven't had any movies with him yet. Then, well, Lisa Bonet. Just Lisa Bonet. I'm going to go deeper. I don't know how much do you know, because I don't know much, but like. The Cosby Show, Another World, Lenny Kravitz, Zoe Kravitz. I have no idea where any of those things fit into this timeline. I'm not sure. I mean, 87, I feel like we'd be prime Cosby, but she also kind of bowed out of Cosby a little earlier. Gotcha. This would have been a bold 
choice for somebody in 87 doing the Cosby I show. I bet this is probably right around the time of her exit. It might have had something to uh, gotcha. do with it because I think there was, I don't know, scandal, but just like her vibe didn't fit with the the family. Well, get her away from Bill because well, she's starting what? to she become the... way more than he did. I mean, yeah, I'd be like... I mean, she's starting to get to the age where he's interested, so like, get her away. <laughs> I mean, uh, that that could have been it too. I don't know. I really don't know that there could have been some of that. Then the the myth has been it was her and she was difficult. Gotcha. Got. Well, I mean, difficult women. We've got we've we've been <laughs> through that. May that. we all be difficult women. May, may you be blessed to, to the to, difficult to know women. a difficult woman. Raise a glass to the difficult women of Iran. Yes, going on right now. Yes, raise make, a glass. Absolutely, raise a glass. Making it happen. We're way off. Oh, oh my But goodness. Lisa Bonet, she just stands alone. Then we have Charlotte Rampling as Margaret. Yes. And then we really don't have any other... Uh, Alan Parker gets his own title card, the director. I don't know much about him. I don't either. Except he directed Evita. Oh. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a very different, different vibe than this different is. Different vibe, but it, it's... I've gone on record, I think, on this podcast saying I think it's the best... Yes, you have. ...musical movie ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chicago, but Chicago's fun. It's very different. Well, it's not a movie; it's a show. It is. They both play with the theater and the fourth wall a little bit. Mm. I think that maybe welcome to theater talk with (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) Broadway cast. (laughs) Sorry, you were saying you think that they. Well, I was just saying I think in Evita that the architecture, the way the architecture is shot mm-hmm. could have some overlap with this. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So so back to voodoo sex cults. Okay, voodoo sex cult. First note I actually have in the movie is kitty. As <laughs> a kitty, then a dog. A kitty, a dog, and then a dead body. <laughs> I was like, this thing must have been a nightmare to shoot. There are so many animals in this movie. There are a lot of animals. They're everywhere. There's horses, there's chickens. There's... The animal wrangler should have gotten their own title card too. <laughs> I said, dead lady. I like, is this going to be gross? Sorry, babe. That's what I wrote down there. <laughs> <laughs> I just have kitty, sex, dead body. Okay. And then, <laughs> so then we meet Mickey Rourke. We, we, get a, we get a title. I guess it's New York 1955. I think I wrote 57. 50, I don't know. Maybe don't know. I'm just thinking of Back to the Future. Everything <laughs> happens in 1955. Maybe. Uh, I'm not sure. It's Who 12 knows? years after they came home from the war, so... They came home in 1943. Okay. So it's 1955. Okay, then. Math. It was 1987 was the actual date of the film. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. All all the things. We meet Mickey Rourke. He is smoking and chewing bubble gum. That's why, like, he's like, are we going to have to watch him chew bubble gum this whole movie? And then he starts smoking. Like, is he chewing and smoking at the same time? Like, I mean, I, I guess I didn't see him throw the bubblegum away. I have no idea. I, I, I looked down to write a note. I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe he was kicking ass too, but he wasn't all out of bubblegum. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness he spends every waking moment of this movie smoking so we don't have to watch him chew. I do not like watching people chew. No, no. We've watched too much food associated with him already. So <laughs> for sure. So he's a, a PI. We kind of... We don't. We know that pretty quickly. Um, one thing I love is we hear his phone ringing. He hears it ringing from the street. Yes, <laughs> and it's just the fact that it's just so ringing and ringing. You know, like as he's going up the stairs and, and going to his office and picking it up and 
And I don't know if you noticed, the shots are so tight. Yes, yes. Right there. It's weird. It's like right in his face, right on his page while he's writing notes, all all of this stuff. That's when I said, Robert De Niro is in this. And he says, uh, pleased to meet you, Mr. Angel. And I just said, hope you guess my name. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, when he writes Louis Cipher, I'm like, is this the devil? Like, <laughs> or the, immediately. Right. I was like, well, I did write. I was like, he's really nice penmanship. He's <laughs> beautiful, you know. Right away, you know, all, all, the, all the playing with. What is Pacino's name? Does Pacino have a name like that in... Um, oh, the... in, in Devil's Advocate? Yeah. Oh, whoever wrote The Devil's Advocate has seen this movie. I said Memento, but Devil's Advocate, I don't know. Maybe we pivot and... We have an idea of what we're going to do next week, but pivoting on know, New that Orleans, might be, that but might be pivoting to The Devil's Advocate could be a, a pivot too. Viggo Mortensen in The Prophecy. Have you ever seen that? It's a little movie with Viggo Mortensen... Uh, the guy, Casey Jones, for Elias Coteus, I think Jennifer Beale, and Eric Stoltz gets an and credit in it. Is Tim Curry in that also? No. Um, Am uh, I thinking of something else? I'm thinking of Legend. You're thinking of Legend, yes. Yes. No, this is um, Christopher Walken is the bad guy in, ah, in that movie. okay. And Viggo Mortensen plays the devil. It's just a bit part, maybe mm-hmm. two, three minutes of screen time. But he is he's doing Robert De Niro. And I've seen that movie four or five times, and I've never seen this before. The, the look, the slick back hair, the, the way he's talking, everything. He's just doing Robert De Niro. Yeah, Robert, it, Robert De Niro's got definitely had a look. He's got some nails. Nails. <laughs> he's playing with his little cane. I do not like it. I do not like it. And then, But also have like called by an attorney to go to a church service. I was like, that's an interesting meeting place. They're always meeting at church. Yeah, they're always meeting at churches. I don't know. I I do not like this preacher. Oh, no. We don't get enough. Like, I I really thought they were going to be more pivotal. So it's, he's going to Harlem. It is a predominantly black church. It's very, you know... Singing, I'm really kind of enjoying the vibe. Singing, shouting, but, you know, everybody, like, there's a lot of women... A lot of hats. He he comes up on it, and someone is like, "There's a lot of wailing," and someone is, you know, like one of the women's husband has killed himself, right? Well, we that's or like, or maybe later, maybe he did it. I don't know, you know, but I I don't know, but we we learn a little bit of that in a minute. But so he's kind of going through the the crowd and and see going up to the balcony and seeing the church service. Yeah, we've got this pastor preacher or whatever, and he's like. He's like, open your wallets, open your hearts, open your wallets, open your hearts. People talking about me uh, driving a Cadillac. If you love me, I should be driving a Rolls Royce. I was like, oh, Lord. His grandson is calling his congregation broke for not getting him a Movado watch. (sighs) Right. Who is that? Some. So, I mean, the exact same asshole. Yeah, it doesn't matter what their name is. I mean,. If you if you want to to learn some fun things, uh, fun little loopholes about church, whatever, you should watch the episode on John Oliver. <laughs> oh my gosh, what a crazy! Or go thing. watch the Kenneth Copeland video about uh, pr- uh, commercial airlines and giant tubes of sin. Giant tubes of oh, so yeah, he's like shaming his congregation for not buying him a big enough plane. And- <laughs> cute, cute, yeah. So we we're we're seeing that corruption. And, you know, person worship is uh, prevalent everywhere. Yes, um, yes. Right away. And obviously this church is not 
all that it's cracked up to be. Now, we're not really leaning. I mean, it's obvious. And, you know, he walks by and a woman is like cleaning blood off the wall. And I wanted to know, I wanted to know more about that. Right. I mean, I'm assuming the woman who was like passed out on the street was that his was her wife. Husband. Right. That's, I, I, I'm assuming so. But it's like, what did he just get overwrought with the spirit? And uh, what, what? I wanted to know more. I think there, he just realized his wife is in this harem of this weirdo Harlem guy. Well, and, well, we didn't know. Like, did he just come in and do it? Did he like break up the service and do it? Was he part of the service? I don't know. There's just so much, so many questions around it. There's just so many questions around a lot of this. Just there's a lot of imagery. And some of it starts to become clear, but there's still a lot. You're just like, oh, okay, um, is this going to be important later on? And it seemed like the amount of time we spent there, it should have been maybe it more. Should have been more important. Yeah, it should have had some sort of tie. The end flashback. Maybe we should have gotten something about that. Yeah, we should have. So now we're introduced to the basic plot of the movie. Is we're finding uh, Johnny favorite. Right. A gentleman, there's a financial transaction. Uh, he owes me property on his death. Mm-hmm. I'm like, sold a soul for fame. <laughs> Sorry. I, I hate it. I hate it. I mean, I yeah, that's pretty obvious. But I almost thought, too, because Mickey Rourke doesn't look anyone in the eye in this movie ever. Like, ever. He's always kind of looking around. I don't know. Like, So it's like, is he being cagey? Is he being evasive? But I, he it doesn't seem to be. But he just is just nervous i guess um i also think that the an attorney that we meet who's kind of representing or you know the consigliere for the devil i think he is law and order alum maybe okay i okay. think i gotta double check but he's someone i recognized but he didn't get any credit mm. <laughs> later on he did with everybody else with the chickens and everybody i mean i wrote that ptsd is come is gonna be important in this plot Yes. Like that he, you know, he talks about his war stuff and he really dodges the questions about it and kind of, you know, missed all the, the good stuff. Right. Yeah. That, you know, he feels like, you know, I went, I came back. Yeah. Something was, you know, that he didn't come back as a hero mm-hmm. and that maybe has affected, you know, where he is and why he is. And so we get a little, a little bit of backstory. So Johnny, Johnny favorite. Nom de plume. That's not really what that <laughs> a is. A crooner that right. uh, went to war. Doobie doobie doo. <laughs> and went to war, came back. I guess he was, was he famous before the war? I think so, yeah. And then he then he came Cause back. Because he, he came back and was never, that we know. Right. He was, was injured. They say he's injured. He was checked into his hospital. The attorney and Mr. Cipher have gotten verification of, of his whereabouts being and being alive every single year and he had they haven't this year they went to go check no one would would kind of say where he was or what's going on and we just want to know where he is or if he's alive like that's kind of you know missing person is kind of all we really want from you if you could kind of and he even gets the vibe already mickey work does his name is harold angel that's part of where we get the the title here this is probably over his head he's like i get involved angel in- heart i just got it Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, sorry. Continue. <laughs> like I do, like you know, missing yeah, missing persons would be in his wheelhouse, but divorces, like I follow some people, I maybe intimidate people a little bit. I'm not really into, you know, like I like to keep it that way. Right. This is this is bigger. This is more exciting than I really. I mean, he's want chewing bubble gum on the street. It's bubbles. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's where we're at. So we get to the uh, to the facility, and we have the nurse who is 
Kathleen. We couldn't figure out who it was. You thought it was Lori Petty. I thought it was Lori Petty. I thought it was an Arquette. But it's Catherine Wilhoit from Roadhouse. What else is she in for her to be? She's very memorable. I mean, she has to be in more than Roadhouse. I don't know. That, that That's the main thing that I recognize her from. I guess. I But I feel like I've seen her in other things. Because, I mean, I've seen Roadhouse enough. But for her to just stand out like that. So we may have to just. She's make... got a really interesting haircut in Roadhouse. And she's an interesting voice. Uh-huh. Um, she's, maybe she's a, somebody's mom in. Oh, Oh, she's she's in Gilmore Girls. She's okay. Luke's sister in Gilmore oh, Girls. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, okay, I didn't really watch much of that. Yeah, so she's that. That's who that is. That's why I've seen her a ton. Somebody yes. was saying the other day that it's been like nine years in between Gilmore Girls and the movie, or the or the new reboot. Right. And it's been almost seven years since the reboot. And we've been waiting for something else. <laughs> we're we're really all suckers. So oh. Johnny's been transferred. Yes, yes, we get we get there. He falsifies and says he's from some sort of medical board, and he's talking to the nurse, and he's having a nice conversation with her. He's not like checking out her butt as she's walking away. Yeah, I mean, yeah, as you do. Right, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's fifty five. Fifty five. You got gams and you know dames, and I don't know. Um, you got those little hats for nurses. Um, that's a whole thing. It seems incredibly practical. <laughs> Yeah, she brings file over and says transfer. But it definitely says transfer in a real, like, like some sort of kid wrote transfer in crayon almost on the file. <laughs> and he even calls it, he's like, that's ballpoint pen. He's like, cause she, she like, because say, she's saying he was transferred basically right after he got there mm-hmm. in 1943. That's, that was written like three days ago, yeah, basically. That, that can't be a thing. That's Right. She's like, oh, I don't know. You know, and then he looks at the doctor's name and he's like, Dr. Fowler. Which, is that have something to do with chickens? Is he a chicken? Uh. <laughs> chickens come up a lot in this in this movie. So he breaks into the guy's house or apartment or right. whatever. He's, you don't have houses in New York. New York, get your crap together. I don't I don't know what it is. Uh, it's it's dark. This movie is very, very dark. When it's dark, much. it's dark. Like, literally, you can't see The only thing. light we have is either going through elevator uh, gates or going through fans. There's a lot of fans. What's the deal with all the fans in this movie? I mean, you're looking at me like I should know. I mean, I just say New York, get your crap together and put some ventilation in. But but there's but we see, I mean, also we see it in New Orleans too, though. Every single room we see a slow fan except for once. Right. We almost always see a fan either when he's starting to hallucinate or when he's starting to remember something or when someone's about to get killed. Okay. It's almost like a clock ticking down or okay. maybe it's the something going, the wind going through the air or, but yeah, we always see a fan when something bad's about to happen. Or maybe I guess it's a shift. It, we we're seeing kind of an alternate reality, right? But in the end, like when we see the ceremony, the ceremony opens on the fan in the window. The ceremony, like the final ceremony, the not not, not the voodoo ceremony, but the the dark magic ceremony. Okay, okay. That, that scene opens on a fan, like him looking at the fan. So okay, maybe that's it. Yeah, it's just a it, it's a trigger. Okay, cool old school medicine cabinet. Yeah, like gross reusable syringes. <laughs> I just think of, okay, so old medicine cabinets had a place that should just said like put your used razor blades here, and it literally just had you throw your razor blades in your into wall. the wall, right? <laughs> just in <That's> your wall, <laughs> yeah, forever. Yes, like we don't need this anymore. <laughs> like it's just so weird. <laughs> Whose idea was that? I have no idea. Like, <laughs> What is even happening? I don't know. But it's also there's like articles and I think there's a whole thing on my favorite murder like that 
like someone getting into someone else's apartment, like because there was space between the walls and the medicine cabinet, like being able to walk in between the walls. Like they had like multiple stories about like stuff behind your medicine cabinet. I don't know. Probably this is a prime place for that in New York. Like all kinds of crazy stuff. I mean, the, the walls back then probably aren't drywall. It's probably Plast- what, shiplap and dirt. plaster or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just so weird. I don't, I don't know. I, I've never been in buildings that old before. I mean, I guess in New Orleans, I mean, which we'll talk a little bit when we get there. Because we true. will get there. So, yeah, he's snooping around. He, you know, opens some, opens a bunch of stuff. He sees a gun. It's empty. He sees some, yeah, some syringes. He opens the fridge. He sees a bunch of bottles of morphine. And he's like, okay, I got this guy's number. And then he comes home and he's hiding and he sits in the kitchen. And Is it on the way home where like we welcome creepy nuns back to the podcast? Ooh, Is that the first hallucination? I'm not sure. We start getting the heartbeat. We get the fan, the heartbeat, and the creepy nuns. Or is that after he goes back and interrogates him? I think it's after he okay, goes back and okay. interrogates him. I think it happens like maybe in between. Gotcha. Continue then. So, yeah, guy gets home and he's sitting in his kitchen in the dark. He opens up. He's, he's coming to get a fix. So he's already established, okay, this guy's an addict. I got his number. And he starts asking him some questions. One thing I find interesting, as most PIs who, just like we had in Body Heat, who just really get in over their heads, (laughs) um, I think they're doing one thing and they're really being led to do something else. And um, we see Mickey Work start off by just pulling some milk out of the fridge and drinking some milk. He's chewing bubble gum. He's drinking milk. And then as we progress, he's drinking beer more. He's drinking bourbon more. We see this like slippery slip. I'm really not drinking much. Sorry. (laughs) Um, Slippery slope of his degradation. I, I don't know exactly, but he's definitely not who he was at the beginning of this. But we get some interrogation. You know, get the kind of, I don't know who he is. I don't know. Da, da, da. And then finally, he, he starts give, letting it up. He gives him, you know, some answers about maybe what happened here. Like some some lady, some guy took him back to down south. You know, we're, we're getting closer. We're getting closer. We're getting and closer. it was in 1943. It was really early on. It was the whoever it is paid the doctor $25,000 to just kind of keep the records up. It was probably send this notice that he's send this notice that he's still alive to Dr. Jen Etor. Sorry, no, <laughs> Lucifer. Um, so then he's like, all right. He's like, there's more you're going to tell me. I know there's more. I know you need a fix. Why, why don't you like kind of hang chill out for a little bit? Think about it. I'll come back. you got a clear head. I'm going to go get something to eat. And he locks him in his room and he leaves. That's when we we've got him in a diner and we get a heartbeat. Anytime that we're starting to is it stress? Is it what is it? We're getting a heartbeat like, you know, that that fear, that anxiety, that, you know, cuz you, when you're when you've got that going on, you you hear your heartbeat in your ears, you know? We have the church, we have yeah, some weird what did you say? They like welcome creepy nuns back to the podcast. It's been a while. I think Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Probably. was the last time we had creepy nuns. Probably so. And he's walking by and he hears his name. Like, Carrie, we could have used some creepy nuns in Carrie, but yeah, there's no creepy nuns. Yeah, I'm surprised we didn't have creepy nuns. We, I mean, we had a really creepy... Evangelical is not the word I want. I, <laughs> I want something more zealoty than that mother. But he hears his name. His name is being called. We have all these doors opening by themselves. And so that we, we got a kind of a little bit of a, a, a crossover situation. So we've got that. 
we'll, we'll, we'll come back to it in a minute where I kind of was like, why are we back at this church? But was he actually back at the church? I'm, I'm not sure. It's kind of confusing. So yeah, he's locked the dock in. He goes, he's going to get a cheeseburger, which sounded amazing. Um, <laughs> I could really go for I a know, cheeseburger right now. And he's in like one of those. And like, Hello Fresh has not been delivered. It's, it's, it's ETA is indetermined. <laughs> ETA is TBD, which means probably not. ETA Sorry, was seven minutes ago. Right. All right. Not a sponsor. And HelloFresh, let me keep it up. It come on, be. guys. Come on, guys. We buy so much stuff we from podcasts. We do. We do. Yes. We we, we are susceptible. Yes. The other day, I saw something coming. It said it was coming from Stamps.com. And I was like, really, babe? Like, Stamps.com finally got you when I got the email. And like, no, it wasn't. It was just from the post, like a UPS something or USPS. But. Yeah. Don't need Stamps.com. That would do definitely like i need this sham wow because i make so many messes i don't i don't know so yeah cheeseburger sounded amazing he's in one of those like silver tube diner things which are awesome too he starts to go back and he starts he's having a hallucination it's it's really the first one we have and it, it crosses over with that kind of creepy church, you know, so it's like, did that inspire it? You know, it was weird. There's these girls, they're looking down and nuns, but it's only when he looks up that we see they're actually girls and there's doors that are opening, his name's being called and and then he's going back to, to visit the dock. He grabs a bottle of morphine. He's like, I'll, you know, help you get a fix. Then he opens the door and the dock is D-O-A. <laughs> that wasn't planned, y'all. That's uh, that's 16 years of marriage there in sync right there. there. We I mean, we see the gun and the Bible earlier, and he looks we and do. checks, and the gun is unloaded. Right. And then he opens the Bible, and it's hollowed out, and there's bullets in it. Right. We see that because he's got the the he's got his wife's picture. He's got the Bible. He's got. And he's like, okay, um, I guess you know. And we see the fan overhead. It's spinning slow. It's actually like spinning and then reversing. And he's like, okay, crap. Uh, <laughs> so like 1940 something or 50 something forensics like all i gotta do is just sort of wipe things off right he grabs <laughs> yeah he grabs the no touch dna yeah just like wiping everything back he's moonwalking out backwards <laughs> as he goes and wiping everything that he touched and heading back out he strikes a match on the dead guy's shoe to it's, light a cigarette i mean that that's that's pretty badass it's pretty badass but it's also that should be a little bit of a hint because someone who's supposed to be so like, I'm drinking milk and chewing bubble gum and I don't really like to mess with this stuff should be more shaken than that. Have you seen the Animaniacs uh, Dust for Fingerprints? Oh, I don't know. Bit? I used to watch a lot of Animaniacs, but I don't like, remember that specifically. Like Dust for Fingerprints. And like, I found him and she's got prints. Yeah. Okay. Like, no, I have like, no, 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 no. Fingerprints. Like. And they both like look at him and they're like, uh, no. Yeah, that show was not really for who it said it was for. I do remember that, yes. So he calls Mr. Cypher mm-hmm. and he meets him in... Well, he's going to meet him and on the way just talks to some girl that apparently he knows. She's got a cute little veil thing oh, in yeah, her hair. Oh, yeah, that's true. She does. She's got little like... like is, that, pencil, is this where Bachelorettes went before? Pencil, pencil jeans and heels. And he's like, is that your boyfriend? He's got a car. That's cool. Like he's, I mean, he's a guy. He's known. He's, like he's, he knows the neighborhood. You know Exactly. People know him. I think that's, that's probably what that's trying to be. Yeah. So he goes and meets up with Robert De Niro in this restaurant. There's nobody in there. Um, he's like kind of raining weirdly. He sits down and... He's kind of walking through, sharing with them, giving all the info. Like, and he's learned a lot. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. 
Um, and you know, our engineer was eating disgusting eggs. I, and I was like, I don't know. I eat hard-boiled eggs like probably every single day. I'm not sure if I will ever eat a hard-boiled egg ever again. <laughs> it was so gross. I don't know. And that's what we learned. Oh, well, not really learn. He's got a thing of, like, about, about chickens. chickens. But like we see it, it it's, re- de- it's deeply rooted <laughs> even to the eggs of chickens. Did you notice Robert De Niro? He like puts a crap load of salt and then blows it off. Yes. And then immediately what, what Harry Angel does? He throws it over his he shoulder. He throws it over his shoulder. Isn't that a thing like to ward, like, so the devil will get you if you spill the salt and don't throw it over your shoulder? Yeah. Yeah. It's warding off the devil. <laughs> Which we should have seen some sort of like little like, I mean, or maybe that it doesn't work. Would, would that give it, okay. Gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> you know, like, ha see some sort of little wince or something? Yeah. A little chink in his armor. <laughs> a little broken nail. I don't know. But he bites into it and it's like, ugh, ugh, ugh. The Foley work is. Mm. Yeah. That's a $5,000 over the is 125 a day. Now he's going to mm. offer him 5000 to follow this thing. Well, because he also is like, I might be a suspect, a murder suspect now. Like, you've got me really mixed up in this. And he's like, oh, I guess if you're afraid. He's like, yeah, I'm afraid. I mean, duh. <laughs> uh, wouldn't you be? And he's like, no, not really. Because um, I'm the devil. Because, you know. But, and y'all, y'all, we have not, this has not been revealed yet, but it. It's pretty obvious, but it's not so obvious that it ruined the rest of us watching this. No, it was a fine movie. I just feel like my religious upbringing, I'm always looking for devils. <laughs> and I mean, it's, that's the whole that's the whole deal here, y'all. I mean, if, if, it, if the devil's the devil's in the details and the devil's in the details and you need to get your hell out of it. <laughs> I'm surprised that this wasn't like required viewing. Like, this is what will happen to you <laughs> if you have sex or have a beer or try a try a half of a cigarette behind the school. But I think there's too many things happening here that are, like giving them ideas. <laughs> got that it's a slippery slope. It's got a slippery that voodoo. Slope. Like half a cigarette behind the behind the cafeteria after class, and next thing you know, it's going to be voodoo blood sex. Blue. And <laughs> People are going to chase you. And pit- morphine. And yes. You're gonna and be getting eaten by dogs. And- you're a reefer addict. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? So we leave that. And then he's he's back at the church. And I was like, okay, why? Why does he go back to the church? I don't know. But he's hallucinating again. The telltale heart's going. And he's running away. And I'm glad the stupid preacher got dumped in his little chair. Well, but before that, no. He actually, he's not totally hallucinating. He... He's, he is walking around because I guess maybe that's what he did hallucinate the space before. So he goes back. Maybe that's why he goes back. Because like the creepy old nun thing is there and he's about to touch it. And then they just jump him and beat him up. But even before that, he's like opening some kind of like shadow boxes or whatever. And it's full of voodoo paraphernalia. Mm. He's like, OK, like this is not like your typical first whatever first methodist first baptist first (laughs) i've never understood any of that but i don't know much about voodoo but this feels more accurate Mm. than i would assume what a 1987 movie would do i guess we don't really get a lot of voodoo movie Hmm? It's not really a voodoo movie. I kind of thought this was a like voodoo murders movie. Not really. I mean, it's it's more of a devil mo- movie. Mm-hmm. It's kind of saying that they're tied. It's a creepy Mormon hell dream. <laughs> I mean, I think it's loosely saying, or I don't know if loosely, but it's not saying like none of the people that are participating specifically in the voodoo actually had anything to do with 
No, they're just the kind of big... doing their own thing and just just getting by the best they can. I mean, but we do, you know, learn that there there is some like they're a part of it tangentially, but they were not a part of. I don't know if maybe what we finally find out what happens is learned from them. Mm. I don't know. We we don't get that information. See, I think I know about this movie because of the video game Gabriel Knight, which is about a rakish French Quarter resident who's a private investigator slash author trying to research a book on the voodoo murders and okay. it's very inspired by this okay i think um tim curry plays your cajun voodoo rake um which okay. not exactly who would I, who i would do the uh, the chubby helpless police detective is played by mark hamill <laughs> and the japanese uh, or whatever college student secretary of his that he ends up hooking up with is played by Leah Remini. Oh. So of all the of all the Japanese, she's Japanese. <laughs> yes. With her voice, like, like I mean, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't do her. Grace quite. Nakimura, I believe, is her name. She could not be more New York. It's hilarious. <laughs> so right, yeah, he, I guess he's kind of hallucinating again because he sees a woman in black. He, she's the only person sitting in the same auditorium slash what, what what am i losing what that's called sanctuary uh, sanctuary or... thank you well, as if i am not like spent my whole life <laughs> but she's the only one sitting in the sanctuary that's what I, happens when you start watching r-rated movies you I, start forgetting about your religion i guess oh my gosh <laughs> so he's walking up slowly she's the only one sitting there we hear a parade in the, in the and i kind of thought it was a funeral parade mm. but it just seems like we're just hoisting up the pastor on some sort of we're just worshiping him and he's being carried on on some sort of you know priestly slash kingly podium by other people and he goes to, he almost touches her shoulder and then people just come out of nowhere and like they're just beating the shit out of him like parishioners of the church bodyguards i don't know who i mean white guy in a closed church in harlem in 50s he they probably think he's up to no good probably so i mean there's there's a lot of like beating up with no exact reason true, yet true that happens a couple times i'm like okay i we could have had a little dialogue like hey what <laughs> they didn't even say like hey what are you doing here they didn't, right. they didn't say they could throw anything a, couple, a little bit of adr would have gone a long way right like hey you know, they they could have called him some sort of you know I don't know white term uh, that I'm sure that they would have used at the time. Except uh, there's so much ADR in the next scene. The next scene, like he goes to the bar to meet his oh, contact, who's oh, yeah. done some research, stolen some stuff out of the newsroom. We learned so much that, that yeah that it is just a dist- close ups of him undressing her. It's a distracting scene because we're we're supposed to be listening to what's happening and we're like, well they're gonna have sex, but do they I don't even know if they actually have sex. I don't think I don't there's just such a dump of exposition. <laughs> a ton. A ton of exposition. We learned about Toot Sweets. That's such a great name. I love it. I love it. Do you know what that means in French? No. It means quickly. Like quickly. too sweet. Like ah, chop okay. chop. Too sweet. Of course it's spelled differently, but it's very cute, yes. So yeah, he gets beat up. He he's running out, you know, like jumping fences, blah, 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 and he knocks the pastor off his podium because he runs through the parade, which is hilarious. And that seems like that should have some sort of comeback too, but nope, it doesn't. It's just a thing that happens. I did laugh out loud. I know it happened. was funny. <laughs> there are some funny moments in this. Uh, they do a pretty good job of tone, actually, mm-hmm. like breaking some of the tension. Yeah, then I have, like his girl Friday ish. <laughs> who works for time or whatever and she's done a bunch of research for him and i was like we get the details while they're getting naked i was like lots of info yeah like that's i'm sure every man in the theater was like 
I I'm I feel like I missed something. <laughs> <laughs> He's like turning to his girlfriend, like, what did I say? I don't know what he said. <laughs> what <did> she said. <laughs> like, I was just trying to see breasts. Uh, right. And some annoying woman was talking. She was, <laughs> I mean, she was just talking and talking and talking. I, I didn't. It was just wah, 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 wah. Like, how am I supposed to enjoy breasts if some woman just keeps on talking? I mean, there were garters. I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, she's done a lot of research on kind of who I honestly don't remember what all the details were. I mean, we kind of carry it later. I mean, I guess about like who he was. His and band and the people that he knew. Exactly. Yes. Okay. The um, spider. Some spider, the band leader. And then the, and then the two, two sweet. sweets. The, yeah. 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 Just so some additional connections, some people he can reach out to that spiders in a you know convalescence home and, and whatever. And then spider lets him know about the fortune teller lady. Right. We don't even hear a spider talk. Like no, he's just kind of like ADR. Like I said, there, uh, this movie could use some ADR and then the next like four to eight minutes are just all ADR. Well, it has to. It's a, it's a film noir. You cannot have a film noir without ADR. It's impossible. But that's the only, like that and the scene where he's talking into the two reeler, like the two moments of like internal dialogue which is such a it's an interesting way to do it because yeah he's like i guess he's recording his progress to send to mr cypher i liked that though i like i thought that really kind of brought in the film noir narration mm-hmm. in a the, different the way boiled detective story narration. it was cool yeah. yeah yeah i liked it and that jack daniels bottle on his oh, desk oh, I didn't has notice. not changed in 70 years probably not probably even longer because i just think i've been reading all these playboys from the 70s 80s and most of these things all the the early times there's a lot of advertisements uh wild turkey a lot of advertisements mm-hmm. a lot of advertisements for eagle rare which that's crazy to think that eagle rare wow. was kind of bottom shelf rot gut nobody wanted and now i mean if you find a bottle of that on the shelf for less than 40 bucks like buy it and see how many they'll let you buy that's crazy but it's funny because that's here. Oh yeah, true. You know, true, that, true. That's, that's not... Nashville or Kentucky. Like just go to go to Ohio or We're something. We're such freaking bourbon snobs, or bourbon <laughs> like, or just stupid. I mean, everybody else is like, "What's the deal?" You know, it's bourbon. It's great, but you know, we don't need to like t- have a lottery and and stand shoulder to shoulder in a liquor store to see if we get to buy this. Hey, I've got a couple of good bottles, guys, in my collection. <laughs> But if anybody out there is in a state where uh, where Buffalo Trace products are in better allocation, uh, give me a call. We'll talk. <laughs> we'll talk. Um, so we get to Coney Island. Yes, it's way fun. It's a it's a wacky scene. <laughs> so. I love the Wonder Wheel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We've ridden it together. We have. Yes. It was very, and we did not ride the sliders. No. I don't know if you've ever seen the Wonder Wheel. Like some of the cars, like some of the, some of it's in a thrill ride. No, we were just wanting to go make out like really high. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was we wrote it. It was dark, right? Yeah, yeah it was it's beautiful. You, Absolutely yeah, beautiful. See, yeah. We tried to take pictures and they didn't really come out because it was dark. But but we got some pictures from Coney Island. We can post some of those. So he goes out and he meets this guy. So he's like going the one person, the one living person at Coney Island. Basically, is deserted. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's cold. I I, I don't know because. Uh, that, that's one thing I actually wrote down. Well, we go to the, he goes and drives out to the sanitarium. Fine. You know, it's just normal. When he goes to the doctor's house, there's snow on the ground. Hmm. There's only snow on the ground in that one. Well, the opening with the with the dead lady and all the blood is in the snow. Is it in the snow? Yeah. We don't even know what that dead lady is about. No. We don't even learn. Like, the, the, it's a nothing. It's just a 
random dead lady. Is it a joke that in New York, it's the middle of winter and he gets off the train in New Orleans and like his entire pits are like that waste are sweaty. It's like welcome. I mean, okay, so we're there's a mass exodus of people moving from, you know, all over the place to to Nashville to Tennessee. And a lot of people from California and they're like, oh, it it was like March. And they're like, oh, is this the humidity? I was like, (laughs) 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 oh, cute. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Did you actually mean that? Um, No, 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 not even. Just wait. (laughs) Just wait. We aren't aren't even remotely there. But so we've got the guy with his nose shield. You want a nose shield? It's so weird. I found a box of them under the pier. It's so weird. No shield. I've never heard of a no shield before. No. He just like clips under the sunglasses and it makes him look real weird. It's Chinatown though. You did say that because he's got like a bandage on his nose. The In whole Chinatown, time, right? he gets his nose cut uh-huh. by thugs at the very beginning of the movie. He's wearing the bandage. Yeah, it's very Chinatown. And Mickey Rourke is always touching his nose. He's hmm. like blowing his nose, touching his nose in this whole film. And I, I don't know if that's what they're doing or it's just a weird character choice. I don't know. We're like, what is it like the, my wife gets along great with the witch. She's a Baptist. <laughs> I know. It's hilarious. He's just sitting in a lawn chair on an empty beach and he's just talking to him. Just he's talk- like, yeah. He just keeps on talking. Yeah. He's like, yeah, well, I'll tell you anything I know. You know, yeah. And if the guy was a singer, I don't know. Yeah. There was a chick here, you know, a witch fortune teller. I don't know. You can ask my wife. She's standing out there in the surf, like just <laughs> randomly standing out in the surf. And she's just talking to him, too. He's not paying, not really caring what she has to say. Well, he's but... just trying to not get wet. He's, like, trying to get close enough to, like, he's, like, shouting at her. There's, they're the shouting conversation. Because he, she's standing out there because of her varicose veins. <laughs> <laughs> but he's just, like, jumping over waves. He's, like, trying to not get all wet. And he's got this dumb nose shield on now. And he's just shouting at her. And she's like, yeah, I know her. Yeah, we were friends. It's cool. Was it, what is it? Like Madame Zara or something, something like that? Something like that. Like her real name. She moved back to New Orleans. Yeah, and, and he's like, did you know Margaret? And she had a really long... What was the, the chick's name? Uh, I don't know. It was really long. Yeah. And she's like, uh, that was her, dummy. And he's like... Because <laughs> that had to have been ADR because this is woman like shouting over her shoulder the, um, the whole time. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Got it. And she starts singing a, a Johnny favorite song. Did you catch that he was getting anything that time? I didn't. What, what do you mean? Like, like, did you catch any sort of character acting, whatever, of, of, of him hearing that song and triggering anything? Because I, I did not see any of that. No. But later when Lisa Bonet is singing it, things are starting to click. But we hear, uh, we hear a, a melody mm-hmm. throughout. It's... And it seems to, early on, it seems to stall. We hear a tune and then there's even like just a note that, keep, a note that it keeps playing and playing. It's like when you're like, I, I'm not sure what's next. Gotcha, gotcha. And, and then we, we, we hear it like just kind of piano riffs. We hear it in, in different kind of ways, but it's the same tune. But no, I don't know if she's singing the same song, but no, he doesn't seem to have a recollection. Well, I guess we get to New Orleans. Everything's sweaty. I love New Orleans street music. Uh, uh, we're gonna I, I go love, in here in about a month. We I love wait. everything about New Orleans, but y'all, it is sweaty. We, you know, it doesn't matter when you go. You gotta sweat. <laughs> February. You know, you definitely. You know, I don't know what time of year this is, but and don't wear flip flops. Don't no no. We were on a food tour with somebody, and she was wearing flip flops, and she stepped into the grossest water I've ever seen. 
like up to her knee trying to throw something away and yeah no don't wear flip-flops no 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 new orleans i mean in fact like some of this stuff it's 1987 it's supposed to look like 1955 it looks exactly the same right now y'all it does i was it like does. I, we recognize like streets that you're like oh that's where the barber shop is yeah and exactly. i'm like oh that's where trashy diva the lingerie shop is like that, that you're, you're like that's where the barber shop is and I'm, that's where the lingerie shop is <laughs> it's the same block but that that's what you got out of it versus what well, I got. we went and we talked to that guy for forever <laughs> we like talk to someone well this time we'll shop. go into the trashy fine <laughs> fine but it was like a guy that was like super well like very dapper oh, yes, very yes. Much so yeah so seth and I, I just had like old trains i love old trains oh yes the old train and then the streetcar yes the streetcar right in st charles oh man i love that streetcar and then he jumped on the streetcar i was like oh no there's a color it's only side I mean, it's 1955. I mean, I know, I know. I just have just a visceral. I, and it, I'm forty-something year old white man. I, but it's something that stuff just really. No, I get I, it. I, I don't like it. I don't like I don't it even, either. I don't even like seeing it, and even in a movie. But I, I think it's important to see it in a movie. It, it's it important to is. remember and see that it existed and that's what was happening. And it was happening even what we hear a lot more of that now that we're back down south, which is unfortunate because that is what it is. And I don't think that racism is just geographically located. I think it's different in different places, but it was very overt Yes. in the south. I've, next thing I've got, he's going to the fortune teller lady. Yes. Going to see her. She... I forget. I mean, I was like, how she doesn't look that old. He's like following her on a streetcar. I um, mean, he's watching her on a streetcar. It, it like almost feels like she knows he's there. Like, right. I don't know, just the way she acts, but then the she Sh- doesn't. Charlotte Rampling, right? Yeah. I mean, she was the only thing I think I've seen her in is a uh, swimming pool. Did you ever see that? No. It's kind of aging crime writer on a like going to, you know, her lover's cabin to go away and, and write a. She's got some writer's block or whatever, and she's going away to write, and just so happens that young lover of of somebody else that lives there just happens to like, oh, he said I could use the cabin whenever. Oh, one of those. And well, th- th- there ends up being a murder, like or, oh. or an accidental murder, and and so she's like helping cover it up, and it's uh, yeah. I'm not really familiar with her at all. Um, I feel like I know the name, but when I saw her, I didn't really recognize. I feel her. like you would like Swimming Pool. I, I feel like it, it it's a weird. It, it's a weird title. Yeah, I feel like it fit into a lot of the kind of books you read. It's it's about a true crime or a crime fiction author. Okay, okay, right. So he goes to see her, and he's going to get his cards read or his life charted. I, I don't know. There's a lot of that. Um, and he gives his birth date, which he says is February fourteenth, nineteen eighteen. 18 yes. And she's kind of she's got a little bit of a take it aback. She's like, oh, you know, I've known someone else's birthday. You you wouldn't want like, well, maybe we just use his chart. Like, no, you wouldn't want his. You wouldn't want it. She's like, everybody's a little bit different. And, he, and then he kind of comes clean. Like, that's not my birthday. I know that that's Johnny Favor's birthday. Tell me about him. Tell me when he starts fiddling on the piano. Mm-hmm. He's like, are you a musician? Like, no. Do you play the piano? No. He's like, I wrote down, is Mickey Rourke Johnny favorite? <sighs> right. I yeah. I started to kind of. I started to think that even earlier on. Like honestly, okay, that, that's the first time I saw it was right when he was getting his. 
I honestly thought it when the first time he was meeting really? with Robert De Niro. I was like, are we going to find out that he just doesn't know? Gotcha. Because he talked about them having amnesia. Yes, yes. Like, and they made a real big point about talking about, like, you know, being kind of zombie state, disfigured, amnesia. And I was like, are we going to find no out? What he looks like. Right. Are we going to find out that it's just him and he doesn't know it? And that's kind of what I meant. That's like, okay. That's what I thought was going to happen, but it happens a lot differently than I thought it was going to gotcha, happen. Gotcha, And And she was like, are you a singer? And he's like, no, I can carry a tune, but... Mm-hmm. So she's not happy. She's kicking him out. Mm-hmm. Like, could you read my palm? And I, at least like to hold your hand a little longer. And she says that, uh, I don't think you'd like what I see. And I thought like, I bet you she's right. <laughs> Probably so. Um, is she the only straight shooter in this entire movie? Well, she is the only one when we find out who was a part of what happened mm-hmm. so she should know right she should have known that name she should have known his name immediately i, I don't know i don't know i mean it's been does 12... she recognize him i have no idea it's... no not like recognize him as a person but like the name gotcha the name i don't know if the name means anything to her this many years later i would think it would i mean it should it should but i don't know i don't know how many people are doing like weird voodoo just rituals. some drunk sailor guy but as part of a voodoo ritual that's like changed the course of your life, essentially. I mean, you would think that you would like, that's important. Mm-hmm. I should commit that to memory. So then he goes to the voodoo shop, ducking in out of the rain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I said, when I get old, can I just find a place and just go and sit there all day? <laughs> that does seem like what people do. It's like you just have a you have a place you hang out, whether it's a bar or a store, the bar, a barber shop. Uh, you know, I mean, our local landfill. There's just a bunch of old guys that just like, <laughs> and they all have the chair. Like they've scavenged the best chairs people have thrown away. That's <laughs> and hol- they change sometimes. Like they upgrade sometimes. That's hilarious. And they just hang oh out gosh. there all day long. It was so weird. And- like I was like running over to Whole Foods today at a little bit of a break, and there were like a bunch of like old dudes like sitting outside Whole Foods at a table. I was like. It's not really what I would have thought. You know, it's like these your McDonald's, you know, crew. Burger King. Uh, Mrs. Winners was a big one. When I was a kid, it was Hardee's. Like, there was an upstairs in our Hardee's. And, like, that's where, like, the the old guys, like, sat and drank coffee all day. In but my like, hometown, the Burger King was the last place because it was the last place you could smoke. Well, our Burger King here locally, like, I mean, it's been a long time, probably 20 years. But it still had a smoking section. Like, literally, it was one big room and, like... The right side was smoking. The left side was not. I was like, this is, it was ridiculous. Ridiculous. So then he goes to see Toot Sweet perform. Well, actually, I guess he's already gone to see Lisa Bonet. Yeah, he goes to see Lisa Bonet first. I don't exactly remember how he got there. He goes, oh, he, go, oh, he goes to the shop. Oh, oh and yeah, he asks the shop. That's- about Evangeline, Evangeline yes. Proudfoot. And they say she's dead. And he, they tell him where she's buried. And yes, he yes, goes yes. out to where she's buried. And so you see Lisa Bonet come in. She's like leaving some offerings. She's and got she's, a little boy. She's cute. just like washing her hair outside. Yeah. I just said that because he's like creeping on her. And I was like, the dog is not having any of his creeping on her wet t-shirt contest. Uh, like the no. dog is like going after him and chasing him into chickens. Yes. <laughs> yes. And he's like, he's not going to think about chickens. Uh, it comes up a couple of times. He makes the little boy cry with his nose guard. Yeah. <laughs> nose piece or whatever it does look ridiculous 
Oh my gosh. I mean, I guess honestly, probably that's not what made the little boy cry, but that's what he thinks what made the little boy cry. So he's asked, yeah, he's asking her about her mom and if she's ever heard of Johnny Favorite. And she's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, You know, about Toot Sweet. Uh, You know, he's playing. I'm going to go see him. Her name is Epiphany Proudfoot. Good mm -hmm. name. It is a good name. Yeah. It sounds very Native American. It does. It does. Like indigenous. But, you know, I, I. there's there is a proud mix of heritage uh, in in New Orleans, and we love it. I, that's, yeah, yeah, I love it. They he goes, you know, a little jazz club here here in Toots play. He plays a guitar, and then he's talking to him, and he's talking about a two sisters cocktails. Like we need I to figure out what a two sisters cocktail is real quick, just uh-huh. on the way down because I was thinking about maybe making you one, but I need to do more research because okay. there is a courting two sisters cocktail. And there's uh-huh. a twin sisters cocktail. Okay. And I need to go maybe watch it uh, some with some uh, or, or look at some discussion online or watch it with some subtitles because according to sisters cocktail is equal parts sweet vermouth and dry vermouth with a little bit of absinthe, which oh. feels like it would fit right into New Orleans. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you've got your you know a lot of uh, your absinthe stuff. Yeah, true. but then there is a. And there's a twin sisters cocktail that maybe seems more like what the is being served to him is half ounce of light rum, half ounce of spiced rum, some a squeeze of lime juice, and some Coca Cola. So maybe a riff on a Cuba Libre. Okay, but interesting. it's best served in a smaller, almost shot glass. Okay, interesting. So I don't, I don't know which one it is. It would, I think both would fit very we well both. in New Orleans. Why don't we try both? Try both and see what happens. Yeah. Okay. Les élèves <laughs> roulés. <laughs> I don't know what's in it, but it's got a kick. <laughs> and then, like, because he thinks he's a reporter, or he says he's a reporter. Yeah. And it's like, like I don't know anything about this story. Why don't you just have one of these and make the whole thing up? That's what you guys do, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Basically, got to go play. And then he goes and falls into the bathroom. Kind of, there's a little bit of rough up. I, I feel like there's some, some of the rough up is a little out of place. Mm-hmm. Like we haven't even finished having a normal conversation, I think, and there's a little bit of rough up, rough up. Um, but then there's a chicken foot because he's got a big mouth. I, yeah, I guess like that's you know in the bathroom, a little tied up chicken, and then he gets uh, Mickey Rourke gets thrown out with the bouncer. The chicken foot gets pushed into place. He's like, please, man, I got to think about chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's like Indiana Jones and Snakes. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> it's just... I said, this movie has great music. It does. The music is amazing. Yeah, whether we're, we, get the, we got sax music, you know, kind of P.I. in New York, whether we've got, uh, you know, a lot of jazz, you know, uh, Zydeco, whatever. But then we've got, so he sits out there and dumps his cigarettes into the... Don't dump your cigarettes into parking lots, people. That's, that's litter. Throw them in the trash. I don't think people are really. I don't know. There probably, there probably was people didn't know what litter was back then. That's just where you throw trash as the streets. At this point, it's just not horseshit. <laughs> I mean, the streets are way cleaner at that point than they were. They I were guess, just. I, I mean, guess. everybody was like getting sick because there was just horseshit everywhere. He follows Toot Sweet out, and seeing Mickey Rourke do kind of a PI follow mm-hmm. was pretty cool because I think I first became aware of mickey rourke in the bmw film the follow oh okay with uh, clive owen and clive owen is following his ex-wife or his fleeing wife or whatever you will and it's got forrest whitaker in it huh we might have to watch that directed yeah. by long car way it, it's i think it might be the 
best of, of the of the BMW. Are those films. available like via link anywhere or I think you can they're on YouTube. I don't think it's legal. I mean, I bought them on DVD back when you could and it was like just pay shipping and we'll send it to you. It was, you know, cuz they were they were just available on bmw.com That's back cool. in the day. But I think I think they're all on YouTube. Okay. Cool. Yeah, so I mean, obviously Anytime you got to follow, you got, you know, the, the light of, you know, following over the car. And, and it made me think of, oh, I don't know what it made me think of. Maybe like Vertigo. Mm-hmm. It just kind of like, you know, the music is kind of driving it. We need to watch Vertigo. I haven't seen it since uh, in 25 or 30 years. It's so good. It's one of my favorites for sure. So then we are full on in some sort of ritual some sort of dance celebration i don't know there's chickens there's lisa bonet she's chicken blood she's all of a sudden just like humping some rando and well she's humping like the ground first like you know mouth in the ground so she's got like dirt and blood all over her face and yeah she's definitely reigning over whatever's happening and two sweets just like shaking a little maraca like <laughs> it's like that's weird. he doesn't seem like he's as into it as he the seems, rest of he them. almost seemed like like kind of a trance like he's kind of like required you know to be here like present <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's like not really being used for his full musical abilities. <laughs> and then so Mickey Rourke goes back and is waiting for Toots back at his place and jumps him. I just said, I think Toots might be done for because there's more fans. The, like, I yeah. think Toots is going to die. And I was like, oh, crap, he's got a razor. <laughs> he's got a razor and he's attacking Mickey Rourke. But I was like, why are we fighting? Like. It's not even like he surprised him. He jumped him. And it's like, wh- why are we doing this? Like, it could have just been like, hey, man, let's talk some more. But they're fighting. And he's like, but then also, too, I'm like, why does he keep giving people his number? It's like just the way people can trace him or other people can find him because obviously trouble is finding him. And he like stuffs it in his mouth. Call me if you got any more information. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's done talking to you. <laughs> You've like knocked all his shit over. You know, he slashed you with a knife. There's blood. And you shove your phone number in his mouth and you leave. Okay, so a little update. I'm going to try to cut most of this out. But just in case it doesn't cut together well. Um, breaking news. Um, our HelloFresh box has failed us. <laughs> it is not coming. Uh, DoorDash guy just knocked the crap out of our front door and could not read the please leave on porch note that was left. Never so, can. Uh, yeah, so we had a little bit of interruption there, but uh, I believe Toots was uh, trying to slash some fools with a uh, razor. Yeah, basically. Obviously, bad news is following him. Like, he's getting, you know, but he still keeps leaving. He's like, already asked Toots at the bar, asked Toots in the, in the interrupted him in the bathroom Followed him to the voodoo ritual, ambushed him at his his house, and then he's like, "Yeah, if you want to like, if you think of anything, call me. <laughs> if anything else comes to your mind, like here's my right. number." Right, I'm pretty sure it's like, like, I'm trying to avoid talking to you, fool. Yeah, I, like, let's make this obvious. But he like stuffs that in his mouth and he leaves, and then we've got him going back to his hotel and he's dreaming. This is the first time I noticed the elevator shadows. Did you? Caught onto that before? I feel like I did. I noticed it, but I hadn't noticed it being a trope yet. And I'm just like, are we doing heaven and hell elevators? 
Like, this really feels like something where a bunch of kids die in a on a, on a youth youth trip uh, video, and a bunch of kids die in a crash, and like everybody's going up to the to this well, hotel desk, and whether they go to the up elevator or the what down were those elevator. Called in Halloween, what were the? Oh, like the judgment houses. Yeah, the, Christ- the-, the Christian haunted houses that just smell like burnt hair. Uh, it's like, yeah, you know, you drank before you got in a car accident. Now you're going to hell. You, I mean, <laughs> y'all. There's there's better ways. There, that is not how, it's not how this works, I don't think. I really don't. But that's not what we're talking about here. Um, but so now he's having a stigmata dream, kind of? Basically. Like his hands and his side are bleeding? Well, yeah. I guess maybe it's his heart that's bleeding. We find out later. Well, but. everything's bleeding. There's a lot of blood. I mean, he's already had his hand cut, but there's a lot of blood. He's He sees the lady again in, in black mm-hmm. sitting alone, and he's walking up to her, and he's like realizing he's bleeding. But also- He's looking over at the bloody sheets in the corner on the bed. Right. Bloody sheets in the bed. All these things are happening, and he almost touches her shoulder again, and he's like woken up. And he's woken up by police being in his room. They're like straight up in his room. <laughs> They're like in his room just like searching stuff. They didn't even wake him up. Like, but also I think part of the reason why he's having that, it, he's getting dripped on. Yes, yes. He's getting dripped on. So like, you know, that makes it makes me think of you know, my sister was getting married in that oh, cabin. We were supposed to be glamping, guys. Yeah. No. We were supposed to be glamping. And we got there and there wasn't a full wall between us and are uh, your sister and brother-in-law. I was planning on getting so weird that night. <laughs> uh, yeah. So weird. It was like, not happening. The wall does not go all the way to the, the ceiling. The wall does not go to all the ceiling. It was freezing. We kind of had a fire, kind of had a heater, sort of, but we were like bundled oh, up. But it ran out of gas like halfway through the night. Right. The we're heater like did. Trying to to get some sleep and it's Pouring, and they have. They forgot uh, to put the roof on the place. I guess they were replacing the roofs, but it's been raining too much for them to finish replacing <laughs> the roof. And yeah, like your side of the bed is getting like dripped on. Uh, and I'm just like, stop it, cat! Stop it, cat! Like, stop yeah. it, cat! Stop it, cat! Like for him, it's like he's covered in blood. For you, it's a cat. Like <laughs> <laughs> I just know, assumed a cat was scratching. We something. all have points of reference, you know, as to what like actual physical stimuli, stimuli are when we're sleeping. Yeah, our bathroom was knee deep in water. That oh my gosh, weekend. the whole place was freaking flooded. Uh, yeah, luckily it was a big bed, like it was like a king size bed, and so we could like scoot all the way to the other side and just put towels down because it was gonna keep leaking. I mean, I could get close to you. We couldn't do anything freaky because your sister was like <laughs> right over there, and there was no wall. And she's pregnant, so she probably wasn't sleeping. So. <laughs> was it the second time that like we almost got really freaky, and your parents and their arrangements kind of ruined it? We went to the two-bedroom suite at Disney World. Yeah, which is like a bedroom and a pull-out couch. And we totally called older sibling privilege and took the bedroom because we're getting crazy. And yeah, finding out that she's like doing her pregnancy announcement that weekend. Right. Well, and then also they left. They left and then... Oh, the first time we were getting freaky and then housekeeping housekeeping just like wanders on in. They left the door unlocked. (laughs) Okay, if... If you're leaving, if you've been splitting a hotel room, a, everybody's just been sleeping on couches in a hotel room, and you're leaving, the people you leave behind are getting it on. That's just, <laughs> just put the do not disturb thing up. Right. Yeah. Unless you're into that. Unless you're into housekeeping walking in on you, then. Maybe that was their payback. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
we might need to bring that up with them. I feel like getting relegated to the couch. (laughs) Well played. Well played. Fair enough. It's been I don't, like uh, how old is? It's been like six years now. Yeah, yeah five just not year. thinking about that. That right. might have been intentional. It's okay, like, you you made us sleep on the on the sofa when I was pregnant. Like you're gonna have a really sweet middle aged Hispanic lady walk on you in on you having sex. Like that's. <laughs> I mean, but the only person who really lost there was her. Was, <laughs> she didn't. She didn't. She didn't sign up for that. But anyway, moving on. Yes. Um, yeah. So he wakes up and. Must have been quite a dream. Right. Yeah. I mean, so I'm sure he's like thrashing or talking or who well, his knows. His response was, I was on my way to Mandalay. Yes, he did. He did. From Rebecca. My, my One of my favorite movies and, and novels. If you have not looked, watched it or read it, just watch it. It's good. Last night I dreamt. I went to Mandalay again. Yes. So they're they're rifling through his crap, talking to him. I guess uh, Toots has been had had parts sliced off and choked on them. Correct. That seems rude. I mean, every guy's tried it at least once. But damn. Okay, I'm like, not even gonna get into that. <laughs> but he succeeded. It just took a little bit of cutting. Well, he didn't get to enjoy it. I don't think <laughs> that he would. I would imagine that if he knew that that's what it would have ta- would have took, he would not have said. Okay. Right. I think that, uh, what is it that he says something and then like, ask Tess Trueheart over there. <laughs> yes. Is, is this the second appearance of Tess Trueheart on it this is. podcast it from is. Dick Tracy? Yes, it is. But yeah, basically like they're like, because his name and phone number to the hotel were shoved in and toots his mouth. So they come to see him and he's like, yeah, I was talking to him. How could the, like, was it, I figure if you're sticking an entire dick in, like, it's gonna you're gonna accidentally swallow the the, pa- well, the piece of paper. Okay, so that's what he did, but maybe we learned. Maybe that's not actually what. Maybe he, he did. spit it out before he swallowed the dick. Maybe I don't that's know. not what actually happened. Maybe that's what we saw as an analog for what actually happened. Okay, okay. But anyway, his name and phone number were about. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, I. Oh, an, okay. I see what you're saying there. Oh, that's oh, that's deep. I I don't know. But, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of what we're seeing and what's actually happening I mean, we that's notice, not lining up. We notice him with the fortune teller lady. We notice him, like, pulling out the blade and opening it and closing it. Right. He's playing with it. He plays with the gun and opens it up at mm-hmm. Doctor's house. Right. Um, so we have a split. We have a split from what he is believing about himself and what's actually winding up to happen, which is, you know, this far in, we're way into spoilers. But... Yes. But yeah, so um, they're coming to check it out. They're like, you know, did you talk to him? And he still isn't truthful about, you know, everything in, in terms of talking to him. But yeah, they're they're kind of like, he's, he's like, who are you looking for? He's like, you got to call my lawyer. At some point, and it might have been during that dream, we get some flashbacks to like 19, uh, 1943, like a, a war homecoming. Okay, it's New Year's and a bunch we're, of sailors kissing nurses. Yeah, like kind of like and, your classic photo of the nurse and the sailor kissing. I think they filmed that part in New Orleans. I don't I don't feel like that those aren't New York streets. That's fine. But we're seeing what It's supposed know, to be Times Square, but it's 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 New Orleans. We're seeing that and we then we kind of see like a red window and we we there's someone we're approaching that we never see. Mm-hmm. Um and so that starts to come, become a a feature of some of his yeah, hallucinations. Yeah, someone has come back from the war and they're important in this story and, and we, we have don't not we don't know exactly them. what's happening or, or, or what, yeah, any of that. So we get to the bar and I just want to know is this bar real? 
Does it still exist? If so, I'm going there in a month. <laughs> yeah, we'll be in New Orleans in about a month. Um, and I was like, everybody he's talked to is kind of dying. Hmm. Quite horribly, actually, if you right, will. Right, like really horribly. And he doesn't seem to be as disturbed by it as he should be. I mean, he, Of course, he doesn't go and witness toots, but yeah. So at the bar, he's at the phone booth, which is a phone booth, a full-on phone booth with a door in the bar. And so cool. It's the first time I think I notice him in the reflection and him really being disturbed by looking at himself in the mirror. Yeah, he keeps now he starts to, to yeah, he's looking at himself. He's he's I don't know. He's he's having some crisis. Like but I don't think he's up for what's happened yet, but or like what's actually happening, but he's really trying to figure out what's going on. And he, yeah, he gets lost and he gets, you know, brought back by the guy kind of saying, "Hey, dude, give us a tip and we'll play you a tune." And then he says like, "Oh, I got a tune for you." And like he just we don't know, but is it the song that's been in his head. I don't right, know. Right, right. He goes back to the fortune teller lady, and there's this clinking sound. I was like, what is this clinking sound? What is, it's not a heartbeat. It's a clinking sound. And I'm just so annoyed by it. Like, what is happening? Like, he, he looks around. He, is he hearing this? Is this just something crap? Like, is this something that has not translated into our surround sound very well? It's just clink, 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 clink. Fortune teller lady had her heart cut out. Ew. Right. It's gross. Yeah. So we're getting into body parts being removed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a new thing. And yeah, everybody's being brutally killed. It's getting brut- more and more brutal. And But he's he is like drawn, like he's like nauseous about it because mm-hmm. uh, he's worried because he's already had the, the dudes come and sick, like sick the dog on him, right? About staying away from her or no, it's his no, after. after. That's, that's after. That's after. No, but this is a huge cue that he sees a heart and he's nauseous. Right. There's a huge uh, cue to what will happen later. But then I have the bridge. He's driving back to the middle of nowhere plantation place. Scariest. And the bridge is the scariest thing it's in this movie. scariest bridge. It's so scary. It's like. <laughs> there's some lady like flailing about getting baptized. And... There's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of like, I think true blood owes a lot to this. Oh, I think definitely. true detective owes a lot definitely. to this. Definitely. Just this kind of like religion is about and it kind of doesn't matter what it is it's all related and connected in a not so great way fanatic and i don't i don't mean like if that's something you're into but like zealous religion and supernatural stories meld really well but they remind me way too much of my childhood to really find them anything but discomforting well, I think that maybe part of this is you can always go too far. Mm-hmm. That you can all your focus, your motivation, your purpose, your drive can always if you're not if you're losing focus on what actually is important, then you can be swayed. You can be stolen away from what you're trying to do, what you're actually, you know, what you worship changes gotcha gotcha so we get back we get to um proudfoot what's her first name it's a cool name epiphany epiphany we get back to epiphany and we find out that johnny is her father yes and she knows that yes she's known that and so it you know he's kind of and she says i mean well i guess this is later on but she does say about him like two things like he was evil like the most evil person her mother had ever met and also he was like the best sex but (laughs) a little troubling but 
when do we go back? Because I want to like make a point. Like, when do we go back and meet with Cipher at the church? Is I think that, that's like, happening now. Well, he goes back to the hotel. I think that he goes back to the hotel after getting the dogs suck on him. <laughs> yeah, what's it? Six, Six sack have I, suck. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but basically, like, he a message at a hotel. Uh-huh. I want so bad when you're away on travel because I never go to hotels. But I went so bad when you're on travel. Like, can you put? A message for her at the front desk. You'll never, I, you're never going to go to the front desk like, any no. messages for me? You know, I don't you're like, know well, how text that, me, you idiot. I, I don't even know how that works. I guess maybe they'll leave you a voicemail, but even... They're not like put you like a, a an envelope in one of the little slots and then hand it to you at the front desk? I don't think they have slots at the front desk. And that with like pull tab beers and peep shows and what else is there <laughs> just but I, also i think what went with that was you didn't keep your key your key was in that slot too like they handed you your key so and anyone who was like oh yeah i was so and so can i go into their room yeah i think that all goes together <laughs> so maybe we didn't lose too much right like we, we know a lot of, more about privacy and hepatitis and yeah, lots of so. things lots of things so, yeah, he goes back to the hotel, and I guess that's the note to meet Cypher at the church. Yes. And he says, Johnny's killing everyone. Mm-hmm. He's, like, he's starting to think that, like, Johnny is out Johnny's there. out there, and he's trying to, he's trying to frame me he's for He's following me, and every every person I'm talking to that he doesn't want to to share or he doesn't want to spill the beans on on him he that he's killing them like johnny is trying to destroy me yes yeah or, or you are you're trying to frame me everybody's trying to frame me like i don't know what this whole conspiracy is about but like there's been three murders i you know everybody i've talked to it's been bad so they're heading back to the hotel room and of course lisa bonet is there right and they're talking and of course like really she's 17 I was, and I actually was like, is she maybe actually 17? Like, in this moment, she looks really young. She's got to be 18 because she's naked all over the place. I mean, I guess she has to be, yeah. I don't know, but like... Barely. Would it have been that hard to said I'm 18? Like, I th- already think, like, I think that he's her father. And, like, now it's a pedophile thing, too. <sighs> like, can we just... <laughs> it's a lot. There's a lot happening. It's, yeah. But so they have sex to the beat of the rain. Which started out it started kind out, of funny and kind of hot. Yeah, like that. That basically the rain, almost like it's the, leaking. The rain was was the beat of like it was, it was the voodoo drum. It was the voodoo drum. It was them having sex. It was all these things. Yeah, the intensity, the intensity around the room, and it's echoing and echoing. And then the rain is is coming down harder. It's going down the walls. I was like, ah, oh, we're getting ready to bleed down the walls. It's getting ready to happen. Like, we see fans. We see the attorney. We see a little bit of he's being ambushed and something's happening to him. But we don't exactly know. But that we, we're getting some of our same iconography. Right. Uh, and now it's raining blood. Yeah. <laughs> so. I was like, I know it's coming. We're going to be bleeding. Um, you know, so it's a mixture of they're having sex. It's getting more intense. Like, is she, you know, are we seeing a substitution of her like, pleasure and pain i don't know but like blood yeah blood is like pouring all over his naked ass like it's intense he's choking her right is what's starting yeah what's starting to happen and she's screaming and he yeah he lets up and walks over to the mirror and punches it yeah like he can't look at himself so next thing i have the next morning the cops are outside the door right and of course they're telling him about lady with her heart cut out right and i just said can you please stop saying racial slurs? <laughs> yeah, they see her. They they see Lisa Bonet in the bedroom because they like 
nobody nobody's blinds that's also part of hotels with slots and messages <laughs> and keys like no blinds that you're so nostalgic for and yeah they have lots to say about who he's with and what they think about it and how they do things in louisiana and there's lots of nice not nice things being said and like now there's a white lady dead like now it's a problem right basically we're we're there but also he's like at the same time Fair, like, let's be fair. Like, it's not your normal white lady. Like, she's like into black magic and weird. Right. They know that. They know that. And he's like, but she's rich. She's rich. She but also, money. you know, he's like, anytime there's this kind of crazy stuff, like, it makes it harder for everybody. Like, you know, who knows? And he's like, like they're not connected. But like, um, well, yeah, they obviously are connected because there's this voodoo element. We've right. already talked about that. But I've already and I said again, like, please stop saying racial slurs. And then he walks off the screen. I'm like, thank goodness. And then he says another one off the screen. Off the screen. <laughs> like, come the, on. Probably like the worst. Uh, this is when I wrote, this is really starting to feel kind of memento. Are we dealing with an unreliable narrator? Uh, I think you might be right. Yes. Hey. Well, we're becoming more and more unreliable. And memento, if, what's his nuts? Batman guy, uh, Inception guy, Nolan. If Nolan says that he's never heard of this film and he just came up with Memento on his own, he's lying. This is Memento Fight Club meets Gabriel Knight. I mean, this is... I think uh, Coco Chanel said something basically effective. Anyone thinks they have an original idea, they uh, have no memory. <laughs> so anything before the stable shootout? Uh, no, that's right where I'm at. Yeah, because he like walks right up to the guys that are following him and just he's like he's like fuck it, like (laughs) I'm gonna go on the offensive. We got the dog in the in the back of the truck. He like punches him in the face, then opens the door and closes guys you know face. And other guy run like jumps out and he's chasing him. And they run into a stable. They're on they're on Magazine Street. I'm pretty sure. Um, same same street. I, I almost feel like those stables are still there. I don't know, but I could be like just confabulating. We'll report back in a couple of yeah, weeks. Yeah, we will. And so he runs in the stable and then we got, he's being shot at. The truck backs up. The guy who comes to backs up. So he's blocking the entrance. They stick the dog on him. They shoot a horse. The horse lands on him. He's trapped by a horse. The horse, the dog gets kicked by a horse. Poor doggy. Poor doggy. Dog, dog, dog doggy's, just, doggy's just dogging. Like, he's, he's just working. Just, like He's just following his boss, you know? Right. I mean, who's he loyal to? We don't know this guy. He doesn't know this guy. Like, he doesn't know who's the good by, guy and the bad guy. We're not even sure who's the good guy and the bad guy, let's be honest. Um, they might be right. They, like, they could space be. off might be the right plan. The, it could be, honestly. Because they told him to get out of town. Like, if our police dog eats somebody's face off that just, like, murdered seven people. Like, we're we're going gonna... to say, yay, doggy. Yeah, good dog. Exactly. Get good boy. <laughs> yay. Get two treats today. <laughs> we'll get you a medal on your little police vest. Yeah, it's adorable. <laughs> Toast adorbs. And chickens. Yeah. Yeah, he, like, trying to escape because he can't go. And he opens up doors and there's all kinds of chickens. It's hilarious. That is the most Indiana Jones moment. It's so funny. <laughs> I love it. I laughed. Then he's kind of like, I don't remember he's driving or walking and we're just kind of, I think we're walking through what could be considered human depravity as entertainment. Mm. We're seeing a cockfights. Cockfighting. They're like, what, hunting, uh, what are those rats called? Nutria rats. Yeah. For for bounty, probably. skinning them. Then we see cockfights and then we see horse racing. We're like, is that any different? And he walks up and he's talking to Margaret's father. He's found Margaret's father. And dude knows who he is right away. And he just starts, you know, hey, here's what I know. Here's what I know. Like, what's going on? And so then we get all the deets. 
the first he's like, you should try our gumbo. And they had a giant that's, pad of gumbo. And I, I was like, like, that would be really. Jeeper. I said jeepers. That's a lot of gumbo. And I was like, it'd be really bad if somebody fell in that vat of gumbo. I'm like. I just said, da, da, dude da, da, is da. going in the gumbo. Dude is going in the gumbo. Yep. By now, um, I know everything that's happening. Well, I, I did not expect the interrogation to go the way it goes. No. No, no, no. He asked him, he's like, you, you checked him out. You guys came and got him. You guys came kind of came and got Johnny right away, 1943. What'd you do with him? You brought him here? Like, no, we didn't bring him here. He didn't know who he was. He was messed up. Like he, you know, we just came and we we brought him and we let him loose in Times Square. That's what basically before the war, he made a deal. He he made this deal with the devil so he could be famous. He made this deal. And, and then, I said like the first of all the the ice delivery. Like there's just that's a time when you just deliver huge chunks of ice and then break it down. And he's just like stabbing ice over. And him. he's losing his shit. He's just like stabbing ice and stabbing ice and ice is flying. He's got an ice pick. And I'm like, I'm nervous about this ice pick. Thinking like, okay, this guy, like, we're going to get a story here. Yeah. And he's like, like, you work for the devil. He's like, I'm just like, no, I don't. We just, there was just a ritual. It was like, like yes, like Johnny Danger, Johnny Dangerously. No. <laughs> he was the best at summoning the Dark Lord I'd ever seen. Like, right. The Dark Lord protects his own. Like, what the? What is happening? All of a sudden, like, yeah, he just, like, like that lets, it lets it go quick. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, yeah, I don't know how my daughter got messed up with him. Like, no. Then it's like, I introduced my daughter to her, to him. You know, she was just kind of weird. I don't know what's happened. And then, yeah, like, like you, like, you did it. You, you're into it. This is you. You're the one who caused all of this. And he's like, yes. And Johnny was the worst. Like, Johnny was the best. I watched him summon the devil in the living room or whatever, in the parlor. It is New Orleans. We already know he's made a deal. He made a deal for fame. He wanted to be the famous, but then he didn't want to deal with it. So he tried to give the devil the slip. And by doing that, he just picked a random soldier out in Times Square, like just grabbed him, someone who is his own age, someone who wouldn't be missed. And there was a sacrifice. He took him to the room. And he, did he eat his heart? Ate his heart. Yeah, that's why. That's why it shows him vomiting after he ate his heart, which is him getting nauseous looking at the heart earlier. Right. And so he assumes his body. So he's in a different body, and then he goes to war, and it all the plan goes awry. The idea is he's going to assume a soldier's identity so he can fool the devil. He goes to war, and then he gets injured and fucked up, and he doesn't even know who he is, no matter what. And then Margaret and the dad, like, go and get him. And they, he doesn't know who he is, actually. And they don't want to deal with it. So they take him back to Times Square, which is the last thing this guy would remember. Because they're like, we'll just let him go. Maybe he'll. And so then he's it got this culminate. Like, he remembers and is kind of living the life he would have had before, before all of this starts to bring it back. Man, so just can we just do a fiddling contest? It seems way more, way, way less complicated. <laughs> I mean, well, that's what happened. And then it's like he did the fiddling contest. He didn't actually win. The devil won. But then he like kind of was like, hey, look over there. And he ran away and like tried to, to outrun the devil is basically There's what happened. An episode of the BMW films with James Brown selling his soul to the devil for fame and the devil coming to collect. And then like Danny Trejo, who's the devil's valet and Clive Owen drag race the strip in Vegas for James Brown's soul. Like, this is Commissioner Gordon, the most recent one, or the one before the most recent one. Why can I not think of his name? The bad guy from Leon, uh, Sirius Black. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he's the devil in that. Okay. There are, like, like, every BMW film <laughs> is inspired by something we're watching. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman, yes. 
Right. Was it to watch all of them, I guess. I guess so. Well, maybe we have to do a little bit of a series on that. But yeah, so I think that's what happened. That makes the, all perfect the flash sense. Yeah, yeah, flash gotcha, that we're gotcha. seeing are like the actual like stealing of Harold Angel. And then he keeps asking, he's like, who is the man? Who is the boy? Who is the boy? Who is the boy? And like he's starting to kind of like get it yeah, and figure it like out. His dog tags are in a vase. Right. And it's the vase that he has been looking at. And that's the chinking sound that's probably that you heard. Yes. It's like the telltale heart uh-huh. of it like trying to like. Because he picks it up and, like, mm-hmm. and like, that's the sound. Right. That's the sound. So he all of a sudden the door slams. He's in the bathroom. The door slams. He can't like he's trying to get out and he runs out and dude's face down he's in the gumbo. Yeah. <laughs> Gumboed. That is a cooking show that Gumboed? we just oh, invented. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pitch it when we're in New Orleans next right, month. Exactly. Y'all got gumboed. <laughs> okay, Food Network, call me. <laughs> we'll go on right after the, the pizza show. <laughs> so he kind of knows, but he doesn't know. So he runs back to Chick's apartment and he's not doing a very third, like, he's just trashing the place. I'm like, if you're looking for something, you're going to miss it. It's a classic thing of, like, did you pick everything up? Right. Like, and you're Did ba- you look behind everything? Right. Like, everything's well, just in a pile on the floor Well, if now. you're, like, moving everything around, you're just probably burying what you're trying to find. He drops his gun. Right. He drops his gun, which I think is an important part to what we're dealing with here in a minute. Yes, yes. Well, so then he finds the vase. He breaks it open, and he finds dog tags that say Herald Angel. Which is who he feels thinks he, thinks is. he is. But his birth date is 2-14-1918, also on the, on the dog tags. So then he realizes, like, this is what's happened to him. But he's still, it's like, I know who I am. I know who I am. Like, I've lived my t- last 12 years, like, knowing exactly who I am. And he, he comes out. He's still in Margaret's apartment or house or whatever. And Robert De Niro is there. And he's like, no. Like, I, I know who I am. I didn't do this. He's like, you didn't? You know, Robert De Niro's playing it cool the whole time. He's got his hair down now, which is yeah. a bad choice. Yeah, we, should have, we should have left it left it kind of slick back and in a ponytail. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't know why. I don't know where we're going, like, full full bouffant here, almost. Uh, this is getting real. Interview with the Vampire meets Highlander. Very, very. I mean, it, it's almost like Gary Oldman again. <laughs> <laughs> his hair gets weirder and weirder and, as uh, Dracula. He's coming to terms with it. You're Johnny. I I found you. I don't know how he knew, but he knew. He knew the whole time it was going to be a journey of him finding himself somehow. I really think somehow he knew because they were like, "How did you, he's like? How did you find me? Did you just open the 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 pa- the yellow pages or not? Probably not the yellow pages. There's probably like, some accountant, some accountant, some hell accountant went through and like, you know, yeah, like this this Johnny guy is missing for the registry, but like there's this like hairy guy too, like he. Like he's on the list, but he's he's still out there. Like something's up. Well, it's like you just pick my name for like I'm Angel. Like my name is Angel. Like people find me first in the in the phone book. He's like, no. He tells him like, no, that's not why. He's like, do you know the name Johnny Favorite? As if that was the referral. And he's like, no, I don't. And that's you know, first he's also like not meeting his eyes that whole time too. So I I feel like he knew it was just he needed this to be un wound somehow i'm not sure what do you think i i really don't know i i think i think it was enough that there was a big twist and that we don't really know what's happening but we sort of know what's happening and i was okay with it until we went back to his hotel room that was too much that was that was a lot well did you notice who was sitting outside the hotel room yes i did yeah it was the woman in black yes but it was robert de niro Uh uh-huh 
Yes. And like shaved. Like his face. He didn't have a beard anymore. Yes. Yes. And he's just sitting there. And Lisa Bonet is dead. She's been killed with his gun. Her dog. His dog tags are around, around his neck. neck. And the kid is in the bathroom. But both of those things were taken by Robert De Niro. Mm-hmm. Like as he left. So it's complicated. Is it him devolving into who he actually is like his soul because that's the whole conversation like you know your soul is mine or is it creating the situation that will kill Harold Angel who is housing the soul we, we see some flashbacking where potentially he is doing all of these things but we don't actually see him do all of these things we see him more blood we see more of the weapons we see more of these things but is it also him losing his connection with reality and him believing that he did right. these things? I now? choose to believe this is actually a supernatural story and not just a story of some guy losing it. But you know, either way. Well, I think it's both because it, it can't be just one or the other. Because here's someone who believed he was someone this whole time. He's being told, or is coming to realization that maybe he's been possessed this whole time. And then he's nah, not- see, I think a modern viewing of this would probably be like, oh, it's a dissociative identity. Somebody who has had a fractured. No, no, no. I don't think he's like having a mental break. I think that it's supernatural, but is it supernatural that he is not realizing that he's committed all these crimes as this other person that he actually is being possessed by or is it he's starting to realize this is what's happened to him and he's making himself believe that he committed these crimes when actually Robert De Niro came behind him and committed all these crimes behind him? Gotcha. I think he did it. Okay. I mean, I think either way, it's being right. motivated by the devil, so it kind of doesn't really matter right. who actually pulled the trigger, who actually did all those things. I think it's all being come. It's coming from the same place. I think Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman once wrote that uh, the devil never made any anyone do it. That uh, I just really kind of sat around, and human beings are bad enough to figure it out themselves. Like I was asleep for the entire Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> well, I don't. Well, the the point I'm making is not that he's evil and wants to do these things. Robert De Niro wants his soul. Right. He's due this soul. How is he going to get it? He could have just killed him or had someone else kill him and he would have it. But if he can't do that, if that's not part of the rules, whatever they may be, if all these murders point back to him, He's going to be killed. Right. I think you might be Highlander 3 this. You might be like really taking the mythology farther than it was meant to go. Uh, well, I think it's, it's very closely. It doesn't. It kind of doesn't matter because the, the end result is the end result. Right. But it, I don't know. Either, either Johnny's flipping on and Harry Angel's being and all these things are happening. And then he's flipping off and he doesn't remember them. Or he is interviewing all these people. And finding something out, and Robert De Niro knows they're connected, and he's killing them. Either way, and pointing them back to him, he actually is being framed. Either way, he's getting you know paranoid, and and he's losing it, and he's becoming resolved that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who actually killed them. That he's going to be killed for this, and that's how the devil's going to get his soul. Gotcha, gotcha. So that's uh, the movie. I mean, it. Yeah. Uh, ends there's no the credits don't scroll no and it ends on the elevator i was right with the elevator the hell thing i mean the elevator pops up it's almost like it's almost like post credit like the credits are going Mm -hmm. like they they show and then it's him like continuing to go down 
basically the detectives there is like, why did you come back? You know, he's kind of describing it and he's like, you know, you're, he's like, you're going to you're going to burn for this. And he's like in hell like he yeah, he's just kind of I do think the last little like stinger at the end with the kid with the eyes pointing like that was a little that was a little that much. Was, like we could have done better if we just let it go. We could have. But also it's like he's also evil, too. Right. I guess right. if he if the lineage is 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 what we believe. But basically, like some of what we experienced with Lisa Bonet, they have sex. He almost strangles her. He doesn't. She's there. She's in the bath. She's singing the song. Did any of that actually happen? Mm. Because the police officers saw her. But when, so when does he kill her? When does that happen? Cause she would have let, like she would have left the room, all that. So like, did any of that even happen? They just come in and find her dead. So I'm not even sure, you know, and it, cause he even talks about that that's his daughter as if they don't realize that, they knew that they slept together. Like right. they don't seem to pick up on that. They don't seem to like go like, wait a minute, that's <laughs> your daughter too. Like, like we they, just thought you were a killer, but like, right, 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 right. So they they don't. So it's like, did that even happen too? Like all all of that was was that you know? But anyway, there's so much live like in and out of reality here. Yeah, yeah. So uh, forbidden cinema. I mean, this was. <laughs> this is a lot. Our first X-rated film, I believe. They were required to cut like ten or so seconds out of the sex scene, the bloodbath, whatever, to, to get to an R. And so that was the big, that that scene was what did it. And I can see why. I, I can see that. Could, like, even if your parents are ringing you, maybe that might be a little much. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to be like, okay, with like, okay, well, you get to see some sex scenes, but it's like, then you got like blood and you've got all these different things happen. Like, like sexual violence is, I'm almost okay with that being for adults only. Uh, I hate to say that. I know I'm against any sort of censorship, but sexual it, violence, I, I, I'm not sure sexual violence is for anybody to see, honestly. And it's, I don't know. It's tough anyway. But all that being said, yeah, this one was a lot. It was, it's one I've been aware of since I was probably 10, not something I was interested in at all until maybe seeing it in the bargain bin at my grocery store 20-something <laughs> years ago for like $4 and thinking, oh, like Mickey Rourke and Robert De Niro, that's interesting. Like, oh, voodoo, like that's interesting. I, I can't think, even I think imagine I the... if you just like picked it up and you're like, do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> like, I think I know things that have been inspired by this. Yeah, for sure. But I don't think I think the things I thought were inspired by this were the things that I thought were inspired by this. Yeah, watching it now, like, okay, I see, I see, I see. So pretty good thriller. Good yeah. Supernatural thriller? Was it was. our first supernatural thriller in the show? I think so. I mean, I guess Freddy is that's, supernatural ish. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Poltergeist? Maybe. I don't know. So, yeah, welcome to a new genre yeah. to the fold. There we go. This had all the things. Oh, my. Everything that would make something forbidden. Yes, it did, for sure. And, man, I am. Happy that I've seen it now. Spooky season has begun. We'll be back. I don't know how much. I say that every time. I don't know how much there is to go deeper on. And then I managed to ramble for an hour anyway. Well, you say that and then like, like, oh my gosh, I found this thing. I can't even tell you. Like, we had to sit down and we recorded because I like can't, I'm like so excited. I can't even tell you. Like buzzing. Yeah, I usually do find like the fact of right. the podcast. Anything else you got, lover? That's it. All right. So we're going to see you guys in a week. We're going to go deeper on this, and then we're going to go full-on spooky season for about a month, and then go from there. Yeah, absolutely. So follow us on Instagram, Forbidden Cinema. Um, you could shoot us an email with your thoughts, your musings, your your thoughts on all of this, any suggestions that you've got, um, Forbidden Cinema Podcast at Gmail. 
And stay tuned. Hopefully we'll be seeing Minx on Max Season 2 coming out soon. Yes. And if you're still listening to this and you haven't seen the movie... We've ruined everything, but yeah. still go watch it. It was still, yeah. I think I still think you'll you'll get a lot. You'll it'll be like Fight Club or Memento or something. Like, you'll, right, you'll, you'll get more every time. Yes, I think there's definitely a second or third watch that I'm probably not going to do. No, but you you probably go like, oh, I you see know, that oh, American Psycho that. level, yeah. like like things that you just you pick up on every every viewing. Yeah, like everything. Uh, what is it in um, David Lynch movie? All the colors, like yes, things, yes, yeah, things like that. Yeah. Anyway, little Easter eggs, <laughs> little voodoo Easter eggs. I don't know how all that goes together. I don't know about eggs. Like we're we're, we're still not ugh, sure about eggs. Ugh, ugh, ugh. I've got to think about chickens now. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>